Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go. Now live in the Bank Plus Studio, where college football meets the all lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds, streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, brought to you by Bank Plus. We'll have the Bank Plus Mississippi High School Player of the Week at 9.15. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com. The show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. And award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. DancingRabbitGolf.com, DancingRabbitGolf.com to make your next, uh, to book your next stay and play. Good morning. Welcome in. WRKS 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We'll have uh, New Orleans Saints football on the show. Uh, not on the show, on the station. Tonight. I'm not going to be doing a show t- Monday, tonight. Sorry. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let the Saints play and do all of that. But we we will have the Saints on tonight. And Monday night football with Blake's New Orleans Saints taking on the Baltimore Ravens, one of the most well-run and well-coached teams in the NFL. Um, Bama's out. How you feel about that? Dynasty's over, baby. The dynasty is dynasty over. I'm not trying to have over. a hot take. But uh, the dynasty is over. Can they win it again under Saban? Absolutely. Your most talented quarterback in the history of your program is not going to win a national title. Yeah. Bryce Young. That's correct. QB1 for Alabama. He is so good. 
Arguably, uh, your second most talented quarterback technically didn't lead you to a title. He just came in and won one as a freshman on like five plays. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Actually, to a tongue of a loa. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although we could debate Jalen Hurts and yeah. and Tua all day long, but they're, the com- they're just different. The competitive balance at the top end. Look, I love the idea. We we were talking about this with somebody in the offseason. Parody in college football. There's not parity in the sense of like South Carolina's not going out and beating Georgia and Alabama, right? The way the Jets just beat the Bills in the NFL, which is crazy. Vanderbilt can't do that. The low-end teams in college football can't do that. But what there is, is there's more parity at the top. Yeah. There's more talent being spread among A&M, LSU, uh, Alabama, Georgia, a little bit of Florida, Ohio State, Michigan. Those teams are doing just enough that... All combined, they've taken enough little pieces of armor off Saban. That's right. Not and one guy, just but takes, just a little bit. It just takes a couple of players. Here and there. Here and there. And, 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 a, and a, an average coaching staff. Terrible coordinator. And it's no longer 2010 when everybody thought they had to go through Alabama to get their next job. If you notice, people are not flocking to work for him. They understand the schedule and how intense he is. Uh, and I understand that others are too, okay? But uh, you don't have to go through Alabama to get the job that you want. Nope. Now, ADs are still fooled in hiring, you know, coordinators from Blue Blood programs and it's not working out. We see that all the time and hiring coordinators from national championship programs, right? Um, I mean, Jeff Scott just got fired at South Florida one of the long-time offensive coordinators at Clemson. He went 4-26. and 26. Yeah. I'm sure there's no question that he knows football, and he's probably a smart guy. He went 4-26 and 26 at South Florida Inc- after a, a decade run at Clemson. Incredible. It just goes to show you that you it's the whole thing of, like, well, you don't get Nick when you hire his assistant, right? Like, you don't get that. It's so hard to mimic what these guys build because in part what they build only works at the places they build it at. Think about the buy-in commitment and the resource commitment you have to have if you're Alabama and Georgia and LSU. Like that's that's what you don't understand is when you're South Florida and you hire them, your your fan base doesn't turn into the Alabama fan base. Your buy-in level doesn't just immediately go up across the board. It's not like that. So you got to have a coach that can win. For all the people talking mad, you know what about Mike Leach? The one thing he's shown you is he's at least going to win some games, fair or foul, no matter how you like about how like him. He's going to win games that are above his talent level. Yeah, no question. He's been doing that you know, for 23 years. You could argue most of the time when Saban assistants and Dabo assistants and those type of guys come out, they don't win games that are above their talent level. Not at all. Will Muschamp, Jeff Scott, Derek Dooley. McIlwain. Yeah. I mean, all of them. Uh, all right, let's go to the Mike Leach audio. Um, Mississippi State won a big, well, Yes, it's a big game. It's, it's an SEC West Conference win. It was a big game. Uh, they won a big game against Auburn. They did what they had to do at the end. And um, this is Mike Leach. He was frustrated because of what happened in the second half after dominating Auburn in the first. I'll get in trouble for this, I'm certain. But where, where you know, instead of playing hard and getting a first down and getting a play, then, you know, you want to <clears throat> sit behind a... a a shade tree to fish sandwich and uh, drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend. And that's what we're shooting for way too often. I thought, you know, when can we relax making judgments on plays and, um, 
Well, and it definitely bit us pretty hard, and it certainly created uh, 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 some obstacles we had to fight through. And, um, well, it'd be a lot better if we'd meant to do that in the first place. I wish I could tell you we did. So what was better, that or when Mike Leach went over to his wide receiver's chairs and folded them up and threw them on the ground on Saturday? Yeah, for those who aren't aware, uh, on the benches, you know, you have normal benches, but then you have folding chairs, and all the receivers sit together in a folding chair. And apparently sure. Mike, Mike felt like his receivers were doing too much sitting and not enough paying attention to the game. Right. So he tossed their chairs in right. the middle of the game. And that video went viral on Twitter. I think you shared it. I know I shared it. Like it's guess who else shared it? Lane Kiffin. Literally everyone. Yeah. Lane, oh, Lane loves it. Kip, Kiffin did the the crying eyes and laughing. Yeah. yeah. He he eats up Mike Leach's stuff. He oh, loves no it. Doubt. He loves it. He tweets it out. Well, all the he time. owns him. So Ooh. you know he, he he does he does have a lot of respect oh, for Mike man. Leach. Uh, but one, Lane has more talent, uh, especially at the critical positions, and. Uh, He's the overwhelming favorite to win the third straight golden egg game in Oxford. Of course and he, he should be. Of course he has respect for him. He built his entire offense off the Leach Air Raid. Yes. I mean, his offense is just a better version of Leach's. It is. It's what Art Browse and all these other guys, including Kendall, his son, yep. and Heupel, yep. and Lincoln Riley, and now Lane Kip, they run Leach's yeah. offense. Yeah. It's just with the running component, right, and a more diverse offense, um, and more power to Browse, Heupel, Lincoln Riley, Lane Kiffin. And we'll see if some others can do it. You know, Jeff Levy's struggling at uh, Oklahoma. But, you know, maybe over time he becomes a good OC and play caller. We'll see. But anyway, Mike Leach. So what was better? Mike, Mike Leach folding the chairs and throwing them down in the middle of the game. Yeah. Yeah, and, in the middle, acting like middle he's quarter. ordering some ice cream. It's so nonchalant. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'll just pick these up because I can. It is, I'm Mike Leach. I do whatever the hell I want. I know his shtick is to be quirky and everything, and that's fine, and I get that. And I don't even care about the quotes or whatever. But Or is it? Go ahead. Well, my question is, 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 are we at the point where we can finally accept that Leach's inability to look at himself is what's always kept him back? Because I always hear about how it's the player's fault. It's always the player's fault. Yet he hasn't changed anything offensively since 1999. So, I don't know. Hey, what about the staffer coming behind Leach and picking up the chairs? <laughs> yeah, having to get him out of the way. And just doing it very nonchalantly. Too. Just like, I, I, I'll just file these over here. I'll just stack them over here. He's still awesome in so many different ways. Maybe not 24 consecutive pass plays. But you did beat Auburn. You're going 7-5 and five with a very, very, very ordinary roster. Now, you can blame that on Mike and his assistants. But he's winning games without any special players. Uh, high School Bank Plus Player of the Week coming up next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Friday Night Lights and Bank Plus present the Mississippi High School Player of the Week. This is real football now. On ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I want more. Let's go. Woo! Good morning. Oh, welcome in. We are about to name another Bank Plus Mississippi High School Player of the Week. On the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Uh, Don't forget that you can listen to this segment over and over on Apple Podcasts. Search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Or Spotify. Search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Brought to you by Bank Plus. The Bank Plus Mississippi High School Player of the Week. Man, the countdown is on. And uh, this is a great name. Uh, Corlando Crump. Wide receiver from Provine as they beat Jim Hill 34-12. And Carlando Crump had five catches for 155 yards and three touchdowns. He's the big wolf wolf in the dog. No doubt about that. Woo! Congratulations to Provine. Congratulations to Carlando Crump, wide receiver at Provine. With five catches, 155 yards, and three TDs as they beat Jim Hill 34-12. to Carlando Crump. What a name. Provine, wide receiver. The Bank Plus Mississippi High School Football Player of the Week on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. By the way, I'm a fan. I am a fan. What a name. Carlando Crump. Carlando Crump. I hope Crump. he makes it somewhere just so I can see him play. Me too. That's a heck of a night, too. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, five for a buck fifty-five and three tutties. Woo! Yeah, you'll take that. Um, switching gears. And again, we're live in the Bank Plus studio. Bank Plus, it's more than a name. It's a promise. Brian Kelly and LSU take down the mighty Alabama Crimson Tide. And maybe they set it up for Lane Kiffin to do the same this weekend in Oxford. 2.30 CBS game for the Ole Miss Rebels as they took the week off. And Bama had a super physical, long game, you know, all that. Uh, Wear and tear, taxing mentally and physically, all that. This is, like I want to drop Brian Kelly, this is head football coach at LSU. In year one of beating Nick Saban, this is Brian Kelly post game. There was no way I was going to let somebody else decide the outcome of this game. We weren't going to come back in this locker room and say, I wish we got this call or that call because the only people I trust are the guys in this locker room. And I will go to war with any one of you guys anytime. So when it's about winning a ball game, I'm going to let you guys decide who wins the ball. That's Brian Kelly saying, hey, we were going to go get it, and he did. Calling the two-point conversion in overtime to win it 
and it worked out. I think Jason Taylor's son's pretty good. Uh, That's just a hunch. Are you surprised or not surprised that Brian Kelly outcoached Nick Saban his first year in, in Baton Rouge? I'm not. I, we've said this. I've said this for a long time. You've said this on the show a little bit. It's It's a hard thing to dance around because it's like there's so many components, but... Nick Saban is a great program builder. Yeah. In-game coach. No. That kind of gets away from him, doesn't no. it? No, 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 no. He's, he's not... He's not like a point one percenter X's and O guy. In-game in well, adjustments. What did he tell, in, yeah. in the book that I read on say, what, what did he tell Mal Moore on the plane when they came and picked him up from Miami? Uh, you know, you, you did not hire... The best X's and O's coach. Yeah, the best. But you damn sure recruiter. hired the best recruiter yep. in college football. And he built and his... he is the best recruiter in the history yes. of college football. What he did at LSU yep. and the model that he created, and even Les Miles and Ed Ogeron couldn't screw that up. Yeah. And that is saying a lot. Yep. The model that he created at LSU and then the model that he also created at Alabama is like nothing we've ever seen before except what is happening in Athens, Georgia. And if Kirby can elongate this moving forward, we'll be saying, wow, look what Kirby did, kind of a la Nick Saban. But it it doesn't shock me because Brian Kelly, we've thought, is a great coach who always fought uphill at Notre Dame. I'm surprised maybe that it happened right away. I'd have to go back and look. I haven't found it. But I'd love to know how many first-year head coaches beat Saban in the SEC since he's been at Alabama. I wouldn't think. I think he's all, he's beaten almost all but one. Maybe I'd have to go back and look. Did Kevin Sumlin get him in year one with Manziel? Or was well, that, I, that wasn't his first year at A and M, was it? Was his first year at A and M the first year in the SEC? I think it was. I'd have to but, go back and look. But that might be the only one. But for Brian Kelly to walk was in, it Mike Sherman. Yes, that's who was at AM prior or to something like it that. It was Sherman, yeah. Anyway. Uh, prior to Brian Kelly, you knew LSU had talent. For him to walk in there and win with Jaden Daniels and that offense, which is still not dynamic. I mean, it's doing what it can do. Sure. They're not where they could be in another couple years. Right. I, I think it's a testament to what Brian Kelly's doing as a coach and what you need to be worried about in the West moving forward. It's Let me not ask you Alabama, this. it's LSU. Could could Arch Manning take another look? At LSU, and and if Sark, so they may be they may be going the right direction now, okay. Um, you know they won a good game over the weekend, and now they host TCU. And game day is not going to Oxford; it's going to Austin, Texas. Texas, by the way, has had get more game day appearances this year than A and M has wins. I just want everyone to marinate that Texas will coming Saturday. Texas will have been on game day more this year. Then AM has won a football game. So Texas, the Texas Longhorns are hosting game day because TCU, it doesn't really make sense, but Texas is such a big brand, even though they have three losses. Yeah. TCU's undefeated, and they like to share the love. And with Bama losing at LSU, yep. it just didn't match up with two one loss teams in Oxford. They want to get outside the footprint, too. Right. The SEC footprint. Right. And by going to Texas, you highlight a theoretical playoff team in TCU. Right. So. Uh, TCU will get beat by a million by Georgia, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, depends on if they're the four seed or if they avoid Georgia. Blake, if they're the second 
or third seed. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll yeah. we'll see. Unfortunately for LSU, they're going to have to play Georgia if they stay clean against Arkansas and And if they lose in Atlanta, it'll be their third loss. So it won't be like a team that's going to the championship game and can, like Georgia did last year. Yes. Right? You can Alabama's, withstand, yeah. you can withstand yeah. a loss yeah. and still get in the playoff like Georgia did and win it. Uh, a, uh, not a, LSU's not going to have that opportunity. No. So even though they're going the right direction, it's they're fun to watch. Jaden Daniels is, man, he's a little highlight reel. He's a little gamer, man. I know he's 6'3". But there's a reason he was a dark horse Heisman at Arizona State a couple right. years ago. They ran that program into the ground. Shout out Herm Edwards. Right. But there was a re- he had talent. Now with, co- with good coaching around him. And better talent around him. Brian yeah. Kelly and that offensive staff are getting every, you know, they're really making him a better player. And guys, with his sta- with his measurables, he could play in the NFL. Had he stayed Arizona State, he could have gotten lost in the shuffle. Yep. But he's getting better coaching and going against better competition. Who knows? Right? 100%. 100%. Jane Daniels is, he's doing a little bit of what Hendon Hooker's done this year at Tennessee, which is play himself into an NFL career. Yeah. It's what Joe Burrow did. Look, go back to Joe Burrow pre 19. He was an afterthought fifth or sixth round project. He was. By the end of the year, he was the overall unanimous number one. It's a great point. Sometimes you play in yourself in. 2018, we didn't think about Joe Burrow. We could see Jaden Daniels next year maybe doing the same thing. Yeah. All right, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Rick's Pro Truck, spraying bed liners, lift kits, Blake's. Blake got his tires from there. Rick'sProTruck.com, RPT, good morning, welcome in. Uh, Drew Armand, Huntsville, Alabama, Roll Tide Insider, Sports Talk Radio, coming up next on the fact that the dynasty's over. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My the Out of Bound Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out.
Well, the dynasty is over in Tuscaloosa. And uh, LSU, I mean, you lose to a- an average, ordinary A&M team last year. Uh, go to Knoxville, get beat, lose to LSU. Five and three in your last, uh, what is it, D1 um, road games. And still capable of winning a title, not this year. But not going to win two in a row or every other year going forward. Too much going on in Athens. Baton Rouge about to get it right. and Maybe another spot. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Uh, bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Go local. Go with the home team. Favorites.com. Go ahead and get your quote right now at favorites.com. Let Farm Bureau take care of you and your family. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. LSU with an overtime win over Alabama. Alabama's best quarterback in the history of their program is not going to win a national title. We welcome in Drew Diarmond, Huntsville, Alabama, ESPN 97.7. He hosts Talking Ball every morning, and he joins us on the Dosaki guest line. Uh, Drew, do you believe that the dynasty is over in Tuscaloosa? I don't. Uh, I think Nick Saban's headed for his third reset. He's had two of these already in Tuscaloosa. He brought in his initial staff. Uh, The two coordinators were subpar. He made moves right after that first year with Major Applewhite being moved out and Kevin Steele uh, being jettisoned to Clemson. He he elevated Kirby Smart. He went out and he hired Jim McElwain, and nobody really knew who Jim McElwain was. Kirby was unproven, and they went on a huge run to win three national championships in basically the next four years. Uh, you know, so I, I will say I do think he had to do it again after 2013. And he made several staff changes after 2013, but he realized offensively that they had to evolve because of the rules changes, because of the hurry-up, no huddle. He brought in Lane Kiffin, and, of course, uh, Lane Kiffin modernized the Alabama offense. We saw what they did. It set the stage for a national championship in 2015 and then in 2017. And then, of course, it led to Steve Sarkeesian, and they win it again in 2020. So, certainly, this is probably the most underachieving team he's had since 2010. That 2010 group, uh, you know, won the national championship in 09, but still didn't know how to become the hunted and deal with that. And that team underachieved. They lost three games, won the 10th game in the bowl. Uh, but they did set the tone for the next two years with the way they finished in the bowl game. Really unknown how this group is going to finish. It's been very disappointing. A magician and a great player, but it's not all about the quarterback. You've got to be better around the quarterback, Bo. And Alabama's biggest issue right now as a program is Nick Saban built this program based upon physicality and inside out along the lines. In 2020, this team has regressed greatly on the offensive and defensive lines. And, That's really at the core of why they lost to Tennessee and uh, they lost Saturday night in Baton Rouge. All right. So, Drew Diarmon, Huntsville, Alabama, Roll Tide Insider. He joins us on the Dosecki guest line. Uh, Drew thinks that Saban will be able to reboot this thing. And and look, I think that he can reboot it and Bama can win it again. I don't think they're winning three of five years, three out of five years again, I guess is my point, Drew. It's just too much has happened since he bottled it during that time. 
and Kirby's not going to go away, and LSU actually has a really good coach. Um, and I think we could have one more team pop up in the league. And it's just not going to be the same as it was from 2009 to 2020. Well, I mean, it's been it, nobody's ever seen anyone do what Saban did. I mean, he he could have. I mean, my goodness. I mean, he's won six national championships, and he could have won nine really, really easily. I mean, no one's seen anybody do that in college football history, not just in the Southeastern Conference. He's the greatest of all time for a reason. Uh, now, it's going to be tougher to win. I mean, look, the game is evolving. Look what's, look what's happened in the last five years, and now Saban's going to have to tackle that. He's in the middle of trying to, but the transfer portal, player movement where it's almost free agency from year to year, as Lane Kiffin in your state has referred to it too. And then you've got NIL. And Alabama's been trying to get a hold of that as well. Now, they have the number one class in the country right now. they still got to finish that. And certainly Kirby Smart's going to have something to say about it because they've got the number two class. But, again, Coach Saban, I've always taken him on to be a, a problem solver. It kind of motivates him to kind of go out and figure out, okay, how do I solve this issue? How do I get a, a one or two steps ahead of it? He's always been able to do it. He's 71 now, so the question is going to be after every loss or every performance that's not up to par, like at Texas, people are always going to wonder, is he running out of gas? I don't think he is. I think he's got one more reset left in him. No one can coach forever, Bo, but I certainly think his energy level is still good. His health is still good. We may have lost. No, there he is. Yeah. We got Drew. All right. I'm just, I was just going to say, we. I just think Coach Saban is not infallible. Everybody, you know, makes staff hires that don't work out, and I think he's had he's had this happen before. And I think he doesn't have a great staff right now. And what I took from him, Bo, I listened closely when he in his post game press conference, and on Saturday night he said, "I really like this team. I still think they can be really good." But I took that as. I don't think we're being coached very well. And, of course, he wore it. He said, it's my responsibility. I'm the head coach. But I don't think he likes his staff. And I think he knows he's going to have to make some changes. Okay. Do you think that Ole Miss can make this a four-quarter a four quarter game on Saturday in Oxford? No question. I mean, they run the ball really well. And the thing about Lane is they know who they are. Um, Alabama really doesn't have an identity right now. They should be an up-tempo, short, quick-passing offense and then, of course, uh, be an aggressive, uh, you know, disruptive defense. But they've been neither of those on either side of the ball. Lane Kiffin, defensively, we understand. They're not very good. But they know what they are offensively, and they run the football. This is the third straight year. They've been the best rushing team in the SEC. He he came to the state of Alabama, and he stole Quinshawn Judkins, who should probably be an Auburn Tiger, and that's the reason – why they're struggling right now. Alabama's got a loaded running back room, but Quinshawn Jenkins is one of the best freshman running backs in the country. Uh, kudos to Lane and his staff for doing that and identifying him and recruiting him. But, again, they run the football. Uh, Jackson Dart is a developing guy at quarterback. He's certainly not Matt Corral yet. Don't know if he ever will be. But they run the ball well. Alabama, in the two losses, though, they gave up 180-plus yards rushing to LSU and to Tennessee, and if they can't stop the run against Ole Miss, it's definitely going to be a four-quarter game. I like Alabama in the game, but I definitely would take the points. 
I think it's going to be uh, decided late in the contest. And it wouldn't surprise me if Ole Miss stole the game. I picked Alabama 38-31, to 31, but I think it's going to be an exciting game in Oxford. And I'm sure a lot of Ole Miss fans are disappointed because if Alabama had found a way to make one play defensively in the fourth quarter, then Ole Miss is playing probably for a shot to go to Atlanta uh, come Saturday. Uh, what, what's, what are the fans like over there right now? Because they're not used to losing and they could lose again this weekend, but they've already lost two games and they're out of the college football playoff and it's not even mid November. Yeah. I mean, it's frustration, uh, a lot different than it would have been, you know, 10, 11 years ago in 2010, they were still asking and winning one championship. Nobody, including myself, though, I mean, I follow this program every day. If you had told me Nick Saban was going to win six national championships at Alabama, I would have said, you've got to be kidding me. When he came to Alabama in 2007, I was ecstatic for that for our state and for college football, but I was just thinking, okay, maybe he'll win one because Alabama had won one in my lifetime in 1992. Well, I guess two, but, I mean, I'm three years old, three or four years old in 78 and 79, but I actually followed it when they won it in 92, and it had been a long time. So, again, they hadn't won the SEC since 99. I just wanted to see Alabama have a very competitive program. Nobody would have ever thought he would do what he's done. But, yes, when you, it's that old Rush Probes quote. When you build a beast, you got to be able to feed it. And since he didn't feed it this year and there was so much expectation that this might be one of his best teams, there's a lot of frustration. A lot of people want to see staff changes. There's even some fans on social media calling for him to retire or move on, which is crazy to me because of what he's done for the sport and the state. But that's just the way it is. When you don't live up to expectations, uh, you know, fans are going to turn on things. And certainly there's a lot of frustration within the state of Alabama right now because – Auburn's in a, in a, you know, in a free fall. They're going to have a coaching change. And Alabama, you know, certainly uh, has underachieved this year, too. So it hasn't been a, a fun football season in this state, not nearly as fun as people were hoping uh, in the summer when we were in Atlanta. How much talk in on your show and around the community and Huntsville to uh, Tuscaloosa, how, how much discussion, scuttlebutt, has there been on – whether or not Lane Kiffin would take the Auburn job? There's been a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of people think he might be the front runner. Personally, I don't think he'll go to, uh, to Auburn, and I'll say this. I think Lane Kiffin's ultimate end game for him, and certainly he's going to listen. I mean, him and Jimmy Sexton. I think secretly he either wants to go back to the NFL and give it another shot and work for an owner that he's on the same page with, or he wants the job at Alabama. And if you, if you take the job at Auburn, you're never going to be the Alabama coach. I think you and I know how that works. Just like if, you, if you're coaching at Mississippi State, you're never going to end up at Ole Miss and vice versa. So if he truly thinks he has a shot at the Alabama job and to follow Coach Saban, I don't think he'll go to Auburn. Uh, and I, he's being very well paid at Ole Miss. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to throw another contract in front of him. He's done things now, no matter what happens on Saturday, They've got a chance to win 10 games and go back to a major bowl game back-to-back seasons, which we haven't seen done since Hugh Freeze did it. And, of course, right now there's not controversy around that program like there was with Hugh Freeze. And so I think right now Lane's in the catbird seat. I think he can wait and see. Because I, let me tell you something, man. If Cliff Kingsbury can be a head football coach in the National Football League, uh, Lane Kiffin, with who his father is and all his experience and what he's done with offenses, can be an NFL head coach. 
great candidate. But personally, in my opinion, I don't think he goes to be the next coach of the Auburn Tigers. I think he stays in Oxford for a little bit and then makes his next move. To the NFL. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. If Kingsbury, among others, can be a coach in the NFL, um, you know, Lane may he, he may take that route. I don't know. I don't think he's going to wait around for Saban. That, that, that's an attorney for coaches. Uh, that's true. For, for, you know, four years minimum. Coaches don't wait four years for, for, for a job. All right. Well, uh, Drew D. Armand, Huntsville, Alabama, ESPN 97.7, talking ball from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Joined us on the Dosecki guest line. Drew, we appreciate it, buddy. Take care. Thank you, Bo. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, so that was Drew uh, D. Armand from Huntsville, Alabama. And can you imagine the meltdown there? You know, because, the, I mean, they've been spoiled. I mean, can you yes. can you imagine the fit throwing? And we see it in sports all the time from fans. But holy well, moly. Let's put it like this. It's been 12 years since they've lost two games in the regular season, which means that's two full high school classes have gone through three if you count like just high school but i'm thinking like a six-year window like junior like from seventh through twelfth grade oh yeah that's two full classes that have never experienced they 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 didn't experience a loss in the regular season more than once that's that's crazy that's not even realistic and that's what you're speaking to when you say the dynasty's over and it's what it's what we've kind of joked about this whole year and now it you know feels more real Will they? Could they win another title if he coaches another five years? Absolutely, because sure. their talent profile, the fact that they get to play at home all the time—you know—there's so many things that go in their favor, right? Right. They're always going to get the benefit of the doubt in the SEC if you're a one-loss team, right? You're always going to have an opportunity. But this idea that they're going to go one regular season loss every year for the next five years—I would argue—you'll see more regular season losses over the next five than you probably saw the last four combined. Because before this, he's only had one a year. At most. Only one a year at most. I think you're right. He's got two this year. If he nails the staff, then we'll have to adjust. I mean, he will have to nail the OC and DC, and they will have to be, you know, super-duper good at offensive and defensive scoring efficiency. But it's really about OC for them, isn't it? I mean, isn't it really come down to – because they're hosses. Look, you saw how Auburn was. Sometimes when you got hosses on defense – kind of a reactionary side of the football. Just be athletic and be better than the other team, and you're going to come out better more often than not. It's their offensive efficiency that's so bad. Oh, we missed. 2019, they lost to LSU and Auburn. Okay. Where is that? I I don't remember that. I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I remember Joe Burrow beating them in Tuscaloosa. I didn't remember them losing to Auburn. Did they lose to Auburn in 2019? I'll tell you right now. They did. 48-45. 48-45. That oh, was the I shootout. That I totally forgot about that. Best college football games I've ever watched. How did I miss that? Yeah. I went through my list. I didn't see it. Gus. Gus. Because they came back and won. They beat Michigan that year in the Citrus Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they did lose. Excuse me. So twice. My fault. Twice since 2010. Man, they, that's, they really are losing their fastball. <laughs> I'm being serious. They are. Um. All right. Now, let's get into Mississippi State fans. Uh, I mean, we have them hitting us left and right over, you know, where are they with Leach? Mm. Um, you know, what? Where? where is this going? I, I think you're just, you're a seven and five program. 
under Mike Leach. Which it's better than what Starville, you. It's better than what you've been for a hundred years. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, you really have to decide. Uh, you don't even commit as much as your in-state rival. Mm. As you don't, you don't spend as much money. Um, your alums are not as uh, focused in recruiting. Um, now, have you come a long way since 1991, and then since Mullen? Oh, I mean, every you know, you're, you're way your your alums are way more gung ho. Your commitment level, you, your stadium is the seats are sold, the suites, the club level. You have not really super nice facilities. All I want to you tailgate like crazy. Your town's booming. Uh, Ten billion dollars in economic development in the last fifteen years in that area. You know, no other spot in the state can say that. Ton just, I mean, way more six figure jobs than than anywhere around Oxford or even the Pine Belt or even the coast. You've got a lot of momentum, but. I think you're seven and five under Leach because one, he'll never address the staffing. He'll never push his staff to recruit just a little bit better. See, a lot of people go crazy on the boards. They talk about this massive, big leap. That's not what we're talking about. You just got to, he's got to staff a little bit better and recruit a little bit better. But I just don't think Mike at 60 years old is going to, really lock in and do all that. But here's the other piece of the puzzle. He can throw it. Even when you got down Saturday night, the other 99 Mississippi State teams couldn't come back because you can't throw the ball. You make Will Rogers makes the throw to Ra-Ra Thomas. What happens? He houses it. Yep. Okay? You You did never do that. Since the 1920s. Even getting, I know the field, the the face mask helped you, but even getting into field goal range once and second time to try a long one to try to win before you went to overtime, that's something that probably doesn't happen under a non-passing offense, right? right? I mean, that's, the floor is is high because you can throw the football. Yeah. But Leach's ego has kept the ceiling low. I still think that they have either, either it's, either it's Leach and the staff or it's Will Rogers. They have coached him so hard to be conservative from because he had to play so early, not his fault, that he's not letting it rip downfield. I don't know if that's correct. You know, what's going on in practice on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and third. I don't know. Um, But the, the way the game is played now, you have to take shots, even if they're not open. You you have to take shots. Yep. And you can't sit there and tell your, don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go back to what Chris Doring said. You can't generate explosive plays because you don't push the ball down the field. Now, the throw and catch from from Will to Ra Ra, both take of them. it or both to get Tulu where you did on that 57 yarder. But look at both touchdowns that he th- threw to Ra Ra Thomas. One's a, a fade into the end zone of like 25 something yards. The other is a a corner slant or a post that's about. 15 to 20 yards off the line of scrimmage, yeah. right? That he caught it. And he caught it on the most run. Most of the time, the way this thing, the way, what I've been able to see is most of the time guys go out and sit down, which means they don't catch the ball yes. while while they're running. Find space and stop has been Leach's offense. Ra-Ra 
caught the ball in stride and what happened? He housed it. He housed Tulu it. Tulu caught it in stride and what happened? Monster play. 57 yards. And if you don't have Tulu's 57-yard play and his kick return, both kick returns, the one that set up the game-winning or game-tying field goal right. and obviously the touchdown, you lose this game. Right. Uh, all the people questioning Leach, and I get it. I'm questioning Leach for some of the things he's doing, but he's also still winning at a, a decent level. Um, Mullen in nine win, nine years averaged 7.6 wins a year. Cheryl in 13 years averaged 5.7 wins a year. Oh, give me Mullen. Mullen in nine seasons mm-hmm. averaged 7.6 wins per year. Okay. Seven and five. Jackie Cheryl averaged 5.7 wins a year. Okay, here's what I will over say, 13. though. His last three seasons. Awful. Were, yeah, I think they went three, three, and two. Correct. Three and eight, three and nine, two and ten. Okay. Um, and I know you got to count them, but if you do want to see what Cheryl did 91 to 2000, I would think probably one more went, probably more 6.7 than 5.7. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, so, it's going to go up a little bit. And you also didn't play as many games through all those years as well. But well, and, and look, Cheryl was not – Larry Templeton was so bad at scheduling. Let me, let me walk you through what Cheryl did. He played Texas twice. These are non-conference Which is games. incredible. And he went 2-0, but he, went, he, he played Texas twice. He played Oregon twice. He played Oklahoma State twice. They played Baylor. They played BYU. And they... I'm, uh, I'm missing one. Was he there for Oregon or was that all, both Croom? No, I can't remember. He, okay. he was there for Oregon. Yeah. And so while, while they were doing that, Ole Miss was not scheduling like that. Correct. And so Larry got this idea. I don't... He, he had no idea that he was taking a law up, uh, scheduling a loss a lot of times. Nobody knew what they were doing scheduling back Don't then. Don't forget, too, when yeah. they won it in 98, I'm, I'm sorry, won the West. Yes. In 98, they went to Oklahoma State that year and got smoked. Yeah, the irony is they were eight and five. Both Mullen and Cheryl had one season with 10 wins, okay? Cheryl was 99. They went 10 and two, uh, won the Peach Bowl. Mullins was 14, obviously, the number one team. They won 10 games. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Leach, I know the fan base is frustrated and partly because of the way their counterparts in the state are operating. But when you look at Leach, right now he's tracking through two and a half years to have as good, if not better, a resume as Mullen and Cheryl in terms of wins and losses when it's all said and done. Now, uh, Leach walked into a program that had won more than it's ever won the 12 years prior to his arrival. But I'd argue what he walked into after the two-year Moorhead stint was as bad as what Cheryl was walking into in terms of what was in the roster and on the field. Now, the, all the administrative around him, infinitely better. Oh. But but in terms of what no that football question. team was in, in 2020, resources. they were awful. Yeah. Man, we didn't even get to half of what I wanted to get to. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. You can visit MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Find numbers and so on for fortification in Lakeland Drive, Flowood, their new surgery center and clinic. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, hit Apple Podcasts. Search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Apple Podcasts. Search the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. And check out Lunch at Burger. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.